Welcome back to Weekly EP. My name is Cody Swanson. Okay, so this is episode four, and our guest this week is Gregor Diss from right here in Berlin, Germany. Gregor was one of the first people to reach out about doing a weekly EP, and I'm thrilled that it finally came together. As always, we'll do a quick introduction, premiere the record in full, and then talk about the creative process. So do yourself a favor and really let this record wash over you. It's an experience. And here's a taste of that record. We'll start with the basics. Uh, what is your name? I'm Henrik Kletter, and my um, stage name is Gregor Dis. Okay, cool. And where was this EP recorded? This EP was recorded in my flat, in my shared flat, and um, I just moved the rooms, and I uh, still recorded it in my old, small, very small room. Oh, cool. Did you get to uh, move into a bigger room? Yeah, it's, it's um, almost twice the size, I would say. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, it's a, a big day in a shared flat. It is. And uh, you, you are based in uh, Berlin as well? Exactly. I'm in Berlin Wedding. Why did you decide to do a weekly EP? Uh, well, firstly, I, I saw your kind of ad on Facebook and uh, I drew some interest in that. And um, then, secondly, I had the urge to have some um, new creative output and to have this timely restriction also. And I, I um, originally had a theme that I wanted to do, but it, it changed, actually. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, that happens. I think the important thing is to let it change, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a good decision. Okay, cool. Um, and so how does this record fall in terms of the kind of music that you normally work on? Is it is it close to that or is it something kind of uh, outside of your normal projects? I'd say it's pretty similar to the stuff I normally do. Okay, what kind of stuff do you normally do? Uh, well, I mostly do like electronic ambient experimental music. And well, this definitely is kind of the style. I also um, played in a few bands, and there I mostly played guitar, which um, formed a different style, I'd say. But yeah, um, on mm. my own uh, in this project, I mostly do electronic experimental music. Okay, so then I have my uh, my silly question, I guess, that's, that's coming up. Um, I'm excited already. I <laughs> hope I can answer it that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe it's not as silly as it could be, but uh, I guess the thing I was thinking of is that because we're both in Berlin, when things sort of open up again here, uh, what is the one thing or place that you took for granted before that you can't wait to go back to or do again? Oof, uh, that's a good one. There are lots of places in Berlin that you have to go back to then. <laughs> but... Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe maybe it's the cinemas, maybe it's uh, Filmrausch Palast Moabit, which is a cozy, small, independent cinema in Berlin-Mitte. Yeah, oh, man, I, I miss those. There's uh, one near us, uh, Bivara Kino. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah, it's just like this tiny little one. And uh, I've lived near it for years, and I finally started going for the first time only four or five months ago and fell in love immediately. And now I'm, I walk by it and the chalkboard is just clean and empty and it makes me really sad. Yeah, you can just hope that uh, those cinemas will still exist when, <laughs> when, the, um, yeah. when it's over. All right, so what is the name of, of this EP then? It's called Vitrification, which is a, a fancy word for turning something into glass. So this is Vitrification by Gregor Dis. Thank you. 
All right. Yeah. I'm really interested to dive into the creative process and talk about all the tools you use to, to make this. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, well, first off, I, I like feel like a stranger also, um, and very weird because I was listening to the previous episodes and, uh, as you said, everything is with, uh, guitar and vocals. I don't have vocals really. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I was feeling like a weird one, but, um, well, <laughs> I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it should be okay. And um, well, yeah, to the instruments I used, I also used the guitar, I think, on a few tracks, even though you might not recognize it, but, but it's in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, other than that, I um, used uh, mostly the uh, modular synthesizer. Um, if there are any nerds out there, they will um, surely recognize the Mutable Instruments Rings, which is a module that I um, used quite a lot and also stuff by um, noise engineering and also my beloved uh, ER301, which is made from a guy, I don't, Brian, Brian, something who lives in Japan and uh, it's a great module also. And uh, apart from that, I also used some um, software synthesizers, um, namely the Animoog by Moog instruments um, which which i have on the ipad and also on the ipad i used borderlands which is a granular thingy <laughs> i'd say and well then i used the guitar as i said and also the um, analog heat which which is kind of like a sophisticated overdrive and i recorded everything in reaper which i Okay. I think um, Night Swimmer also did, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I was ha happy to hear that, actually. <laughs> Have you uh, uh, donated money to, to Reaper, yeah, though? Yeah, actually, I did. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> Actually, just before I started this recording. <laughs> okay, good, yeah. <laughs> I've actually never used Reaper, but I think it's awesome when companies make software that's versatile, like that kind of model where it's donation-based or yeah, support-based. Because also there's no no like downside for Reaper, it's just mm. good <laughs> in my eyes. Right, and it interfaces with a lot of things well. Or... Yeah, yeah, it, it totally does. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's get into the process of how you approached this. In my mind, I kind of think of it as is almost one long song. I, I don't know if. Yeah, that's very good that, that it does that to you. <laughs> that was <laughs> kind of the goal too. Um, well, originally I started with this idea weeks before um, the challenge started that I wanted to process a thing that happened to me last year because I had a huge um, accident and was in the hospital for a long time. And I wanted to kind of draw on that and um, yeah, well, process it uh, creatively. But um, during the, the drafting I did then, I just noticed that maybe this is too big a theme for, for an EP and it was like too much material I wanted to like put in there and that just didn't pan out. And so I, um, I changed my ideas and I think it was a good choice. And I wanted to go back to, to a place where, where I was... Um, when I was way younger, still living at home or in the process of, of moving out, where I did a lot of uh, mixtapes, like not only track after track, but mixing the tracks and uh, doing some some filtering and some sampling in between also. And I, I really liked this creative process and I wanted to like kind of 
mix that process with the process of making a record mm. and um, that's how it turned out so i um, had some some ideas beforehand and some uh, recordings that i that i drafted in the beginning of the of the challenge and um, then i began to interweave them and well yeah set them in a specific direction or order and um well yeah then i reordered them and restructured the whole thing yeah and it grew <laughs> let's see so did you start with the demos or the sketches first and then you slowly start filling in the pieces or how does that work no not really like i um actually there's another uh, layer uh, to it because um before this whole uh, situation COVID-19 started, um, actually I was going to to have some um, live performances together with my yeah. um, with my brother-in-law who, who uh, plays the violin. Oh, and cool. um, as they uh, couldn't happen, um, I decided to to take some parts from my um, live set and also mix them in with this with this EP. Oh. So uh, I start kind of started off, off with the beginning of the of the live set, which is also the beginning of the EP, and um, used this as a starting point. And uh, from there, I like started the first track. Then I had some others which I rearranged and put them in there. And then I did some transitions with a modular synthesizer also. And then it um, like everything interweaved kind of. Mm, okay. So you kind of used the transitions like the synthesizer to kind of blend the different. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's like I would have done it on stage, I guess. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. One thing I've been interested about as this project has been going on is how people divide the week up and how the songwriting and recording kind of work. Yeah, actually, it went went pretty smoothly, I would say. Like uh, in the first two day, two to three days, um, I set myself like an ultimatum, and I said, "Well, if this uh, process which I chose didn't work out until Wednesday, then I will have to." start um or use a backup plan or something <laughs> um but uh, eventually it worked out somehow and um in the first two or three days i was mostly like um having um, ideas for for uh, themes and um yeah for the instrumentation and um from um uh, from then on, I was mostly doing uh, mixing stuff and also adding some detail and um, rearranging. But I would say Monday to Wednesday, I was um, like creating the backbone somehow. Yeah, And um, actually, I was quite working the whole time. I guess I didn't delay anything <laughs> and um, started right off. Yeah, you know, I feel like, oh, well, because that's what happened. That's what happened to me was that I... I you know, I did a little bit on a Monday or whatever, and then I was, uh, I gave myself Tuesday and Wednesday off and then it, it started to kind of pile on. Yeah. Yeah. I, w I would have been afraid of that. So <laughs> that's why I took a head start, I think. Also, I, it was quite good that, that it was, um, there, there was this ultimatum on, on Sunday that you uh, have to finish it because I could mm -hmm. have been mixing like crazy still <laughs> so so then it's just over and yeah well that's it yeah yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, mixing, uh, I mean, especially I was thinking about that too when I was listening to your record. It's that there's so many, not little as in not important, but little sounds and little elements that are kind of like under the dominant elements in the music. Yeah. You know, and they're kind of coming in and out of like the stereo space as well. And it got me thinking just, yeah, about the, the mixing process of all that. You know, I, I would imagine that you're kind of used to dealing with that kind of stuff. But like, if I was given unlimited time, I would spend a very, very long time just like tweaking everything. Until, yeah, exactly. You, know. you have to have, have like a like a, a deadline, <laughs> or else you can't can't really stop, or you can't really find the point where to where to finish. Yeah, and I I started mixing quite early on. I would say on Wednesday maybe and there from there on the the project in Reaper was still growing so it was like a very continuous um endeavor <laughs> like i would say it's far far from perfect but i kind of like the roughness also and i also did this extra uh, uh, layer of the whole um shebang where i just um gave some more extra dirt to it are you, are you talking about the end the end of the of the record or no no and like everything there's um i um uh, i rendered the track and then um put it through the yeah through an overdrive and um this i put on top of everything but very quiet so just a bit of dirt <laughs> no awesome yeah i i haven't done it in a while but one of the things i was really into was uh putting digital through like an analog tape machine. Like I had a, a eight track cassette recorder, you know, and kind of the idea of, of like after recording the record, even if it was on the cassette recorder or recording it digitally, especially, and then putting it back onto the tape and then putting that back onto the computer. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just to kind of yeah. give it that, that, you know, round trip through something physical. Yeah. Yeah. I was putting it uh, firstly through the, for the modular system and there i also have a module that emulates a tape so i used that oh nice and and after that came the distortion right and what is your mastering process like well to that i'm a total amateur so i <laughs> i was trying to do some mastering but uh well i wouldn't say it's mastering right i i, I think it's okay ish but uh, yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, I haven't well mastered the mastering. I'd say. Right. I mean, I thought it sounded it sounded really good on headphones. I, you know, I'm always still like, no matter how much I think that I've learned uh, when it comes to mastering or something like that, it's just like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I said before, I did a lot of drafting in the previous weeks, and uh, from that, I might make an, a full fledged album. And I was thinking maybe to to give it some to someone to master and to see what the results may be. It would be fun to find out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know anyone in uh, Berlin that does that kind of stuff? Um, well, I, maybe. But uh, actually, I was looking for for a guy who um, who lives in Portland, I guess. Oregon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And uh, because he is, um, was advertised on, on this um, modular podcast, which is called the Podular Modcast. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he's um, he did some uh, some mastering on some records I liked. So and he isn't that expensive, I guess. So that would be would be nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what the future brings. <laughs> so you said that you used to play in bands too. What kind of stuff was that? Well, my my last band was called Rest Now, Paul, and um, <laughs> yeah, we. Well, it's hard to describe, but I think, um, do you know Chelsea Wolf? Uh, no. no. Um, she, well, she was like my main point of reference, I would say. It's like a dark, doomish folk. All right. Well, I'll have to look that up then. Yeah, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chelsea Wolf is like, yeah, you should give that a listen. So it was like a dark ambient folk kind of sound or? Um, dark atmospheric uh, rock music kind of thing yeah cool yeah we had um, a female singer um yeah she was uh, her vocals are very very good and we were a four-piece band so uh, bass drums guitar and vocals i was always looking for someone to to play the synthesizer in there but that eventually <laughs> never happened really yeah i, I always uh, wrote a lot of music with like in my mind, like these kind of epic, you know, organ synth sounds coming, you know, yeah. like crashing in. But it's not so easy to find someone to... No, and it's also not easy to find someone that can do all that stuff and then also wants to play yeah, music exactly, that's not... Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Also adding a fifth member, you know, and another member to a band is a, it's always a tricky... Yeah, it is, yeah. because like when, when our... Uh, favorite drummer left was kind of a struggle from there on like we had other drummers but never um came back to the same chemistry when you have that chemistry that everyone just kind of feels the music in the same way it's like yeah yeah you have to hold on to that yeah it's very very difficult to establish so yeah i mean i guess so you started this with one idea in mind and then you switched it to a, another one yeah thinking about it now like the process like what what are your reflections on on the the record as a whole like how do you feel about it actually i i feel quite happy with what i did with the little time i had and um i'm, I'm also lucky that uh, happy that i didn't stick to the old idea um but uh, moved moved on to the, to the other plan i think that was a good decision oh well before i forget i do want to ask where's the best place for people to to find your music or to to learn keep in touch when you release new stuff so just recently i also put my stuff on uh, spotify and um all the services but um usually um, originally i wanted to stick to bandcamp so my bandcamp address would be gregor dis that's g-r-e-g-o-r d-y-s dot bandcamp.com and there you would find my newest releases people can search for gregor just on, on spotify as well yeah and... exactly it's it's the only hit so that's uh... man this is cool i i feel like i've kind of run out of things to to uh, poke at here but is there anything else that you'd like to talk about in regards to the record or the experience of it or well well i would like um, to to say about something about the cover I chose, and uh, this was done by my dear friend Dahlia, 
Mikonit from Lithuania, who is a photo artist, and she does these uh, weird um, images of plants that are glitched somehow. And uh, well, I love the art, and um, well, she she um, supplied one again for me, so that was very nice. I'm trying to look at it now. I'm trying to figure out how the glitches are made. <laughs> yeah, actually, she um, would have been doing an exhibition in in March, oh, yeah. in the end of March, and I would have also performed there. Um, so uh, yeah, well, in Lithuania, but that didn't happen. So <laughs> I was yeah. There's actually an Instagram account that I know of called uh, Social Distance Gallery. And it was started uh, to specifically help out uh, art school gradu uh, graduates and like the BFA and, and like Masters of Fine Arts because all their shows were canceled. You know, it's not the same, but I think it's really cool that, yeah, that uh, people are trying to figure out new ways to help each other out and to share uh, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. All right. I don't know. We've, we've gotten, we've done like 40 minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm not as talkative as night swimmer. That was a, <laughs> that was a fun one. But, yeah. He talked, he talked uh, about 80 words a minute, I think. Yeah, so it was, um, it was uh, yeah. fun <laughs> to listen to. Um, this was really great talking to you. I had a, um, a nice time. I, and, um, yeah, don't don't uh, don't ever feel bad that you don't have vocals or <laughs> traditional instruments or whatever. Well, maybe the future will bring some. Oh yeah, actually, there's uh, one thing I've forgotten to mention. There are vocals in there, uh, and those vocals are by Bob Ross from his very first episode. But they're pitched down very very low, so uh, you won't really recognize them. <laughs> but it's uh, it's about. Uh, everyone can be an artist. So uh, oh, also like a theme. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, well, have a, have a great day. Enjoy the, um, I hope you have a balcony where you are. Uh, no, now I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Now in your new room. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. What an upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hendrik, thanks so much for, for taking the time to, to make this and uh, to talk. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Cody. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of Weekly EP. Once again, my name is Cody Swanson. I hope that you enjoyed the music and conversation as much as I did, and please check out more of Gregor Diss's music on Spotify and Bandcamp. That's G-R-E-G-O-R-D-Y-S dot Bandcamp dot com. And if you haven't already, it would really mean a lot if you subscribe and rate us on wherever you find podcasts. Find us on Instagram and let us know what you think. Also, you can find more information about the bands and links to their music on our website, weeklyep.com. And if you or someone you know would like to do your own weekly EP, please get in touch. 